right. You guys are listening to the Flickers podcast. I'm Jesse Grant, joined here with my co-host, John Grant. How are you doing, John? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Jesse. I saw Eternals, had a bit of a yeah. movie binge. I've seen Eternals. I've seen Shang-Chi. I know you've seen Shang-Chi as well. Yeah, I saw that um, last week. Yeah, I saw Eternals. What did you or, think of it? Because the critics don't like it. but Well, it's mixed by the critics. Um, yeah. Right now, it's on like 52%, which means, <clears throat> which doesn't, which is so strange with Rotten Tomatoes because 52 is a pass. So, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like, it's rotten. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That doesn't really make much sense to me. It's like 60 no. is good, but 50 is bad, but even 50 is more than half. So technically it still should be good. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I loved it. I think, I think everyone's wrong on that movie. I think it's, I can see, I can see why. I can see why people didn't, like, were a bit mixed about it and why mm. some people didn't like it. But personally, I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so deep. And, like, before that was what Thor The Dark World was the, considered the the worst movie or anyone on Rotten Tomatoes. It's on, like, 67 66%, and it's the lowest rated up until now. But this movie has, you know, is so much better than Thor The Dark World. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's so much better than that. I was going to so say. I what- can't see why. What a year Chloe Zhao has had going from Nomadland, which was like this massive Oscar film, and then mm. to Eternals, which people still say is good, but for some reason critics hate it. Like it's such a big yeah, <laughs> disparity just, between yeah, the two films this year. Yeah, it's so strange. Like, but you know, sometimes people say, well, that like good art creates conversation and it's supposed to be divisive. And I think mm-hmm. I think with this, this movie so different to what Marvel's done in the past that I think they were probably expecting this. Like, I think it's kind of ridiculous for them for us to think that they wouldn't have expected everyone to be so mixed about it. I reckon they knew. Yeah, yeah. When and I think they're. I think out of all the movies they've probably made, they're probably the most proud of this one because it's so different. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's completely different from what a superhero movie should be. I heard that the the sex scene isn't going down too well. Oh, it's like dead set. Some like people don't like it. It's like. 20 seconds like and to call it a sex scene it's it's i mean <laughs> it's not like you see shit you know I mean? yeah like, yeah yeah it's just like a little bit of like like a, probably like maybe one or two thrusts and that's like you know yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> not to yeah. get too vulgar about it but yeah like uh, i i like there's so many firsts in that movie i mean just to kind of divulge divert from what we're talking about today mm. but there's so many firsts when you go first lgbtqi character you've got uh, like a diverse, like insanely diverse cast. You've got the first uh, love scene in it, and yeah, there was something else that there's a first in there as well. But mm. yeah, I mean, it's it's a good movie. There's, there's a lot of firsts for this movie and for Marvel as well. And like, yeah, a lot of it's probably the most plot heavy movie, and it's very long. Like, it feels long, but mm. I think, but in that sense, it also feels really big. Like. Yeah, I get yeah, it. it's pretty mind blowing. I think it's a very mind blowing movie. Yeah, I can't and wait to watch it. I'll be watching it. It makes me even makes me even more excited to see Dune. I think this movie is made like, and this is one thing I've noticed right now is that cinema's going with the release of Eternals and um and and Dune. Cinema, I feel like, is going in this really epic uh, direction Mm -hmm. because from what I hear from Dune about Dune is that it's a massive movie, like it feels big, Mm -hmm. and and Eternals feels big too. And I think Chloe Zhao actually saw first cut of like an early cut of Dune, yeah, and talk with Denny Villeneuve about how to like. Um, like how to how to film some certain scenes in the movie, and and then his his advice was to go see Tenet and watch Tenet and and Interstellar and stuff like that. And those movies are quite big, so yeah, it's it's cool to see like scale. Do you know what I mean? Like this massive scale in cinema, and I love it because it like now you're seeing you're seeing all the money on the screen. Because sometimes you see yeah. movies and there's 
you're like, this movie is worth $100 million. Like, it doesn't look like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It took $100 million to make it. But with this one, especially with Eternals, you can see where all the budget went. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and same with Dune. You know, you can, uh, apparently you can just see, like, all the money on the screen. It just feels big, and I'm mm-hmm. super excited for that. Yeah. Well, that's great. I can't wait to watch it. But anyways, to get into the episode today, firstly, just before we get started, I want to thank everyone for all the engagement, put out the question as we always do every fortnight for what um, you guys could send in recommendations for this episode and we'll review it on the episode. So thank you to everyone who sent in a recommendation. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Instagram for more of that stuff, you can follow us at Flickers Podcast. We're on Twitter at Flickers Podcast and you can actually go subscribe to us on YouTube at The Flickers Podcast. So once again, thank you for all the engagement and without further ado let's get into the point of the episode which is nostalgic tv shows mm. and uh do you want to start or should i john uh you can start you know right. i think i think i start a lot <laughs> i think you need to start all right um, so i can one-up you no, no. so my choice for this episode was recess mm. and that was a cartoon that i used to watch religiously as a kid from the ages of like four to i don't know ten maybe yeah, four today, to ten, four to nine. Yeah. It was just like, oh, such an amazing show. I used to love it, and then I didn't see it for so long. And then maybe five years ago, I went back and rewatched it. And I was like, oh, this is such a great show again. Like, mm. yeah. I think with the introduction of streaming services, especially Disney Plus, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people go back to their um, childhood shows. Yeah, like Reese's. Like that's what I did when I first got Disney Plus. Like. I saw Recess was on there and I was like, oh, Recess. Oh, you watch it? <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, watch the movie, Recess movie, because I remember going seeing that. And yeah, that was a big that was a big show when I was a kid too. Like, mm-hmm. I love the kind of the the relatability, but also the fantastical nature of the show. Like, it's yeah. insanely relatable because those are the kind of things you did in high school. I mean, you didn't have like a king of the playground or like yeah, yeah, yeah. or miners or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, mine. <laughs> but like those adventures that you have during Recess were like things that kind of made school like one of the most exciting parts of going to school. Yeah, I remember I, that. They really too, captured that element. They would they would play Recess on Disney Channel like in the morning, right? When I'd be having my cereal before going to school, I'd be watching Recess. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that at school today. You know, mm. like you see certain things, like what whatever the episode's about, like sometimes they make an episode about someone being jinxed and like the whole episode is about that or it's about yeah. a substitute teacher. And so it's like really relatable school yeah. stuff and so then yeah going into school you're like yeah my day's gonna be like the episode of recess and it'll be so yeah, much it's kind fun. of like it's like that perfect blend of of reality and fiction do you know what I mean yeah. like and like it just it just blends those two elements together like and you could totally understand like the kindergartners the kindergartners in the show are like these kind of feral kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but like, and, that, and that's kind of like how you think of them in, in the in real life. Not like they're feral, but yeah. like they're wild. Do you not know what I mean? Coming like, out of their nose or yeah, like, yeah, like they're wild and yeah. they don't know things yet. But like <laughs> it was like a perfect kind of um creative way to kind of portray um kindergartners and yeah it's a great yeah. show like it's funny um you got like randall the snitch like I thought, yeah and, like he look, looks like, like a <laughs> snitch he yeah. kind of looks like, do you reckon he looks like randall from monsters inc yeah a little i yeah. reckon he does yeah. i mean both disney I, I wouldn't i wouldn't like disney are notorious for that they use like the same kind of person for different roles don't they they use like a similar yeah um, looking kind of character yeah, yeah. and yeah, they also somewhere. do i've also seen them do um like the same movement so, like, in two different Disney films, like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast or something, there's, like, a dance and they use the exact same dance and it was the same yeah. as put Cinderella's face on. 
But yeah, anyways, back to the show. Did you have a, Did you have a favorite character from Recess? Oh, it's got to be the main. What's his name again with the hat backwards? Oh, fuck. I'm, I was going to say Vince. I like Vince. Oh, you like Vince. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Like, yeah, um, and cool. the uh, Mikey, Mikey, the big yeah. kid who can like sing and yeah. shit. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> and he had like this like really angelic voice and stuff. Yeah. I liked him. And Spinelli was cool. Mm. Um, who was a little kid? Russ. Russ is the Russ, little the, yeah. the military brat. Yeah, yeah. Um, bald head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember the- uh, the main, the main the guy. Main. I've got to search it up because keep me busy. Was... I'll, 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 I'll look. I'll look it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking about what you love about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just like oh, I don't know. What you know? TJ. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gus. Good. I was like Russ, not Gus. Mm. My bad. Um. Yeah. And Gretchen. That's a. And, yeah. That's right. The girl. Yeah. Yeah. The genius. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it was such an oddball like of people mixing a friendship group, but that's mm. kind of what elementary school primary school is isn't it like yeah your friends are all like really different to you where i find when you get older your friends are more like have similar interests whereas mm. when you're in like primary school elementary you have friends that are like so different but for some reason you all get along because you just play at recess time like you yeah. play kickball you play handball yeah if you if you were in like if if we had to bring recess into your own into the into the real world mm. what group do you reckon you would have fit in with from the show from the show? Yeah. Ah, oh, the main group, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, I don't think like, because what are the other groups? You've got like those. The miners, um, you've got the, like the Ashleys. I'm not a miner. The yeah, Ashleys, you had the Ashleys. Then you've got um the king of the playground with a bunch of his kind of minions that just and do. And like his security and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like, imagine being a kid rocking up to school in a suit. <laughs> he, yeah, he was, that was sick. He was cool. King, yeah. king Bob. I used to hate it though because I would watch the show and be like, "Oh, their recess is so long." <laughs> the dig- I'm like, Our the, recess is fifteen the, minutes. The diggers, there's um upside down girl, there's a yeah. swinger girl, and there's guru kid. <laughs> <laughs> How do they come up with these characters? Like, it's pretty amazing. What a hustler kid! The kid who was like, oh, with the coat, the- and he'd open up the coat and have all the stuff. Yeah, like the goods and contraband and stuff, like. Yeah. Kind of a, like there was definitely kids like that in my high school who would always bring things in to sell. Yeah. You know how kids always did that? They always used to sell like Coca-Cola, especially at, especially at boarding school. Like I, I did that. When you couldn't get things like that, people always sold people always sold um yeah, it's items. A smart business. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like so stupid. I'm pretty sure that's illegal to like <laughs> to resell to resell yeah, of products. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Wait, did they make a live action? No, they never made a live action. Oh, they're making one. Nah, just, that wouldn't be good. No. Just through searching it up, they're making a live action. I don't know if I'll like that. I you know, I I liked it about high school was um especially kind of from year seven to about year nine or whatever, whenever I mean it happened whenever, but generally like the pr- primary school, middle school period mm. was when kids would bring in um the the caramel koalas and the Fredo frogs and yeah. you had to donate like a dollar to um to to buy them and stuff because it was going to like their local oh, charity the like charity their, the formal charities or whatever yeah i always love that because it's like yes yeah. caramel koalas I haven't, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had one of those in ages like either. They're, they're i, I always see them when i buy petrol i see them waiting like right there i'm like oh i should no i won't i'm not <laughs> gonna buy one today like i've been pretty pretty good with my health lately so i'm like treat myself for the day but 
Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's the only thing I do <laughs> is go buy chocolates. Um, <laughs> the most exciting part of my life. Um, no, but Recess is a great show. You know, yeah, like we were saying, like it's a perfect blend of that kind of fantastical element, but also mm-hmm. insanely relatable because you always had those kind of people it, in 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 your in your primary schools. Or yeah, like it's kind of like they picked like the average people that you would find in like every archetypes in the world. Yeah, yeah and just yeah. made them just way more bigger scale. Like, see, I'd like to run for king. I don't know if I'd get it, but I'd like to try. Do you know what I mean? King Bob. You can't yeah. beat King Bob. Well, there's a few episodes where King Bob, well, there's one episode I, I remember that King Bob didn't come into school and I think TJ ended up becoming king or yeah. I, I can't remember who it was. And then like they were just mad with power or something. <laughs> but um, you know, it's also one of those shows I never felt that like the adult humor ever really seeped in. I'm sure like if I watched it again, I might pick up on a few things, but it, all, but it felt like it was for kids. And like, yeah, you know, you generally I feel like in the way they wrote the film, it was definitely seen from like a kid's point of view because you know how like everything is always bigger when you're a kid, like things, yeah. like the smaller things mean more, right? So mm. I think that's why they picked like these archetypes of what you find at every score and made them bigger scale because when you're actually in it and you're eight years old, it does feel bigger scale. Yeah, absolutely. so like. I think, yeah, they definitely, there's probably not much adult humor that snuck in because it's more so written from the eyes and perspective of a kid mm. and kind of brings you into the world, which is why I kind of like rewatching it and why it's like so nostalgic to me because it's like when you're watching it again, it feels like you're back to being 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. Where like yeah. you don't have any single worry in the world, like the whole world. Yeah, your worries are all in the playground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like kickball. Like, they're yeah. like playing kickball and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, isn't it weird though when you're a kid, like you're your interest, no. you're not worried about anything. Like the biggest thing you have that day is going to play kickball at school. Like you're not really yeah. Don't forget weird, your footy or whatever. To go yeah. back and think like you never really had a stress. Well, it's like the world was so much smaller. Like it was within mm. arm's reach, you know, everything yeah, everything you thought you could do, you could do. Yeah. Um now with like when you get older, you know, social media and all that kind yeah. of expands the world. So your life becomes this bigger thing. You're taking on even more information. So your worries and thoughts and everything just gets expanded. Yeah. Into, which is kind of which I think now that I say it, I imagine that the, being a child, being a kid in like during recess or during the early stages is so different from when we grew up because you know, kids now you see with them with iPads, iPhones, yeah. and they're like three years old. So like they're being so they're being wired straight from the get go with like yeah, all this information. And like recess is not going to be the same. Like now you see kids playing on like PSPs and stuff, or like mm-hmm. oh, PSPs that makes me sound old. But like Nintendo, yeah, Switches we played on like, PSPs. Yeah, kids yeah, but, uh, but like in high school, like in primary school, whatever. Like some kids did do that, but it was very small. Whereas imagine now more kids are like on computers or, mm. and it's it's. Like a show like Recess kind of highlights the wonders and the fun you could have had during Recess other than being on your phone. Yeah, you know which mean? is what we did. And it's weird. Like, yeah, I didn't think of that, that now today kids would be sort of always on some sort of technology. <laughs> and so their world would be different to the kid world when mm. we were kids. Yeah, exactly. I never, well, think, I never totally different. that. Like, yeah, well, so strange. Yeah, well, like, you know, if you, you just go walking down the street and there's a kid in the pram and to shut the kid up, they give him an iPhone yeah. or an iPad, you know, because it just, it just shuts them up. It's an easy solution. And I'm sure that if I or when I, when I have mm. kids, I might do the same. Because <laughs> I wonder if kids have like a stress now, like a little bit more stress than because I know when, because to me, it's like when you're a kid, you're just not stressed because like you don't have to think or worry about anything. 
Oh, kids are definitely more stressed. The world was like this better place when I was a kid. I just remember the world being like cooler. And then now I wonder if, yeah, if kids don't have that feeling anymore, if kids feel the same way I feel now, but when they're 10 years old. Well, like, you know, with, with social media and with technology, you just access to more things. Yeah. And so you have access to more information and you take it on. And I don't think people are, people should take on all the problems of the world. Cause when you're on social media, you, you know, there's this, there's that. And there's so many things to take on. It's like a sensory overload. So then you get anxious about things. You get more nervous about things and it's just like too much. So you're taking yeah. on way too many things. And I'm, I'm sure for kids, you know, they've got social media now and whatever, they're just taking all these problems. You get cyber bullying. There's all these issues mm. that's come from, you know, from social media and it's a set, like yeah, it's just like a sensory overload. Humans aren't supposed to take in that amount of information. Yeah, I saw that your brain's not meant to. The amount of information you get from like five minutes on Instagram, yeah, exactly. more information than your brain's meant to take in like a whole day. Yeah, so he says it, yeah. you're just being overwhelmed with like the the problems of the world. Mm. And you know, there's also some good things that come from social media and whatever, but you know, majority of it isn't good. It's like it's pretty, yeah. and it's addictive as well. So I'd imagine going back to kind of recess and bring it back to yeah. recess that. The actual act of recess is so different now um, than than yeah. when we than when we went than, than what's in the show, obviously. But like the but idea of having not, fun, they wouldn't be allowed to have phones at school. Some kids, they definitely do. Like people always yeah. have phones. You know, it's like one of those things where if you oh you're not supposed to have your phone, people bring their phones. No, you know what I mean? Like an an eight year old, a ten year old. Oh, they, I don't know. I think yeah. they definitely would. They I might think have. smart people probably wouldn't. Like <laughs> like if I was a parent, I well, I'd like. I wouldn't let my kid have a phone. Till my kid won't be having a phone. I mean, I only really got a phone like three years ago. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, consistently what? committed to having a phone. You know how, like, I had the iPod Touch. Like, it doesn't really like. Yeah, but no, you know what? You had a phone, but your thing was you never had data. And I would always say, "Hey, why don't you top up your data?" You go, "I don't want to top up my data because yeah, then I like the idea people of can reach me and have yeah, to I don't like favors that. from me. Like, I don't want to give people favors. So no, it's I not favors. Say, it's just I don't want." to be bothered do you know what I mean <laughs> like I just don't like I just hate it you know what I mean? so, and I just, but I've only really consistently committed to having a phone a lot like I've had phones on and off and then the, but there was a, like a long stretch where I had the iPod touch mm. and and I couldn't you can't put data on that like do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like, it doesn't it's not a phone yeah and um yeah and so I was just like yeah and I don't know I think it was better to live like that I mean now I'm always on the phone and it's kind of like an addiction I remember when I was younger, probably up until I was about 15, I never really used a phone as what a phone's purpose is. I only yeah. ever had it for the apps like Temple Run and games and different things like that. Like I just cared about games. I didn't really care about yeah. like the actual art of calling people or social media because it wasn't that big of a thing. Like yeah. I had Instagram and then when I got to 15, that's kind of when Instagram became like a thing. But you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it. Yeah, it would be it would be cool to go to see. Okay, it sounds kind of weird, but it would be kind of cool to go see what recess compare recess as to what we know to like to go <laughs> see recess, recess now. Yeah, I so, wonder if if recess the TV show was released now, if it would be as big of a hit. I think so. You reckon? I think kids would see it as being different from what they do now, and that's why yeah. it would be a hit. Because before it was more like it was a bit more relatable, but. Mm. But then it also took that further step of being a bit more because I know creative. How, but now it's just like if kids yeah. were to say it's like completely different to what they know recess to be. Yeah, because I know how we had Candy Milo on the other week, and she mm. was talking about. Um, obviously, she voices cartoon characters, and she was saying that they 
redid Rugrats and they put Rugrats out there mm. and it just bombed like it wasn't yeah. successful with kids today. But it's so Black different. I mean, there's I think there's a few then. reasons why that bombed. I think like yeah. I think also because I don't think I think it was for us, like for our kind of yeah, I mean, I'm a bit older than you, but like it you know, it's for, for like that yeah. time. But um, I think now, yeah, kids, it's not the same. But also, it was done differently. Like the, the it was done like more CGI as opposed to bringing it back to what it originally was. So I think that oh. also didn't land with some people. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, Reese is a good show. It's yeah, a great, I, I love that show. I, I just love the yeah. I'm probably gonna watch it after. Generally, <laughs> whenever we talk about whenever we do these episodes and we talk you about like movies and. We go on like a bit of a tangent of, or we just like um, a certain movie comes up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch that after. It always <laughs> happens. Like I'm yeah. probably going to watch Recess after this. <laughs> and then you don't. With my caramel yeah. koala. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it too. Oh, I wish I had more free time today. I've got a little <laughs> freaking long shift at work. But um, anyways, watch show. So yeah, Recess is just terrific. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. And mm. you probably have when you were a kid anyways to all our listeners. But what show have you chosen? For yeah, so, so for me... I was going through a few different shows and I was like, I could have done a cartoon one because, you know, cartoons in my life. Like mm. The Simpsons is an obvious one. I think everyone kind of grew up on that. Yeah. And then I was going to go a bit more personal with like when I was a kid, I used to watch um, X-Files with dad mm. a lot. But um, as my mum puts it, um, you, spaceship shows, or what she, you, what she called it the other day, she said like uh, flying saucer shows. That's a show. Flying saucer shows? <laughs> it's, a genre, it's a genre now. Yeah. As, as opposed to science fiction. <laughs> yeah. No, no, flying um, saucer sounds better. It does sound. It's a bit more specific. because the best flying saucer writer of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I picked um, Supernatural. It was, it was also one I watched with Dad. So it, I did kind of take that kind of personal thing. And uh, yeah, Dad introduced me to watching Supernatural because Dad's always into that kind of scary, grim shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tried forcing it upon his eight-year-old child. He kind of loves like kind of the trying to scare his own kid. Yeah, <laughs> which is I think is a trait that I've definitely inherited. Like I love <laughs> scaring people. Like it gives me such joy. <laughs> You're like Jacob Chase. Yeah, but run like, a haunted house. But I hate being scared. If someone's scared, yeah, I'll fucking that's why hate you that. like doing the scaring. Yeah, exactly. I want to be part of. it. I don't want to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> like those those haunted houses that he was saying, like Jacob Chase was saying, like, no, nah, I could never go in there. <laughs> Hell fucking no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd pick Supernatural, which is um was such a great show from when I watched. It. I must have been when did the show come out? Came out 2005. So I was just I was like like 11. Mm. Uh, yeah. Was I 11? Yeah. Because I was 94. Yes. So yeah. yes, I was <laughs> Yeah, I was 11. Whoops, I forgot. Um but yeah, no, it follows those two brothers trying to, and the first season's like, yeah, it follows the two brothers trying to find their dad. And I just loved it because it was like a monster of the week kind of thing, like each kind of similar to X-Files where it's like a different case each week. But it was, mm-hmm. there's also this overarching story, which I liked of them trying to find their dad and each case kind of brought them closer to their dad. And yeah. I just loved it. Like, I love all that kind of like supernatural, not to excuse the pun, supernatural um, yeah. supernatural element, elements like ghosts and stuff like that and they had like shapeshifters and like the Grim Reaper was in the one mm. of them. And um, there was like one about this like haunted house that I re- I think is like my favorite episode that I watched. It's in the first season and it's about this. Um, these brothers go to inspect this haunted house and turns out like they actually can't kill the demon because too many people, because the demon actually didn't exist in the house. Uh, these kids were like playing a prank, but they put up this like symbol up on the wall, which if you if you believe which made like if you believe the tale of the ghost in the house because they made up this, this 
prank about like this ghost yeah. being in the house and they put this like symbol up on it like this buddhist symbol i think it was and if you believe in t- if you believe in it then um it becomes real so you actually can't kill it because you can't kill a, a rumor or like a story because oh, it just keeps getting different it keeps right. growing so they burnt down the house but like the Absolutely. ghost still- and i like that like they couldn't defeat the the thing so they had to like go a different way about it and i was like yeah it's mm. cool and it was kind of creepy like it's a pretty dark show and um i love the car in it like i remember the car being um the car that i wanted i think it was like a 1955 <laughs> something 1960s chevy impala and i was like oh it was yeah. so cool and like the, the song that they always played was um carry on my wayward son do you know that song no um oh, it's like carry on my wayward son like oh, like, like, oh yeah i know yeah, that song yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I know that, that song. was like the yeah. main song of the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah, I love that song. I learned how to play it on guitar, and I was like, <laughs> and then like that was like one of the shows that helped me get friends when I'm when I went to boarding school. I think oh, really? one, of, one of the guys there was um, he he loves Supernatural, and I was like, I think that's kind of like how we bond started bonding and stuff. Yeah, and it was like yeah, it was just like a cool show, and then me and Dad used to watch it. And w- when we lived in um when we lived in Beijing, we lived yeah. overseas, Dad bought like the first season from some DVD place, and then like <laughs> and then some legal two place. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> It was all legal. Yeah, no, yeah, nice. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's great. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, Monsters of the Week kind of shows, and and the show also like great music. Like I carry on my way with some, but also like great music because one of the characters, um, Dean, like he drove the car. And he was a like, typical cool guy, and he had like all like the cool music and stuff. And yeah, yeah it was just a great show. Like, it, and you know, I only watched it up probably up to like season three, season four. Because then after a while, you know, those shows get ultra repetitive and yeah. I just couldn't follow it um, anymore because I just, I think I just loved what it was and it just became the same thing and I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. So it's like The Walking Dead. Like I kind of, I love that show up until like a point and then it just became like the same kind of thing. Yeah. And then I was just kind of a bit bored with it. I find it crazy that the actors can keep doing it for so long. Like how many seasons of Supernatural done? Like close to so 20. It, well, it's finished now. Yeah, I think they did like, they did 15 seasons. 15 seasons. Like. And I like the actor in it, Jared Padalecki. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. He, They're both good actors. Jensen, yeah. Jensen Ackles, the, the yeah. other guy who played Dean, was actually going to be Captain America. He was in the running for being Captain yeah, America. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But it's just cool. like, He wouldn't have cooked Captain America. He's cool. How can you buy into a show and love it that much that you can do 15 seasons? Like, I remember listening to... Um, it was actually a cool podcast episode between the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Um, yeah. <laughs> Michael, sorry about that. Yeah, and he, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, Michael with Rosenbaum. Jared Padalecki, yeah. who obviously is in Supernatural. And they were talking about being on a show for so long because Smallville did 10 seasons and mm. he did whatever, 15. Mm. And he was like, you know, it got to season seven and I was a bit like, oh, I'm over this. That's what Michael Rosenbaum was saying. He's like, yeah. I'm, like it's just getting a bit much. And he's like, but, but then Jared Padalecki was like, no, like we were so like, we just loved it. We were like bought into the show. We just never wanted to leave. That's such a weird feeling. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it, I mean, from that show, like just looking at now that they, they, they had like a, they had an anime series. They have comics from the show. Yeah. They had, um, they have, they've announced like, um, a, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Like a prequel. Yeah. To, mm. uh, to, to the show about like the, the father and the, and the, and, uh, wait, so yeah, it's about, oh, it's about Dean. It's about Dean, right. so it's like it's just about him. I think it is, yeah, from what I'm reading. Oh no, it focuses on their parents, on their parents, not Dean. But Dean's the narrator. Mm. Um, yeah, actually, it's a crazy thing. When I started, it's a crazy story. So, like when I started working at the McCure, which is my previous yeah, yeah. job, um, 
I used to host like work in the events area of uh, of the hotel, and um, I think probably like a month or two into working with this massive like uh, fan fan night of, of a right, certain TV yeah, show. Yeah. And then like, I, I didn't think everything of it, but when it got to the night, I was I asked my boss, I was like, oh, what show is it? And he's like, oh yeah, it's Supernatural. And I was like, <laughs> fuck? And he's like, you like that show? And I was like, yeah, it was like, like that's a gun show. And he's like, <laughs> and, I, and he was like, oh, and I was like, is the main guy's going to be there? And I was like, the main guy's not there. But yeah, it was like kind yeah. of all like the supporting characters. But one that's of the guys sick. who played, um, I think his name was like Castiel in the show. He was like the main like angel yeah guy in it. um i just want to get his name right see if i can find his name that's sick but um yeah like he, his name's like misha misha collins yeah he yeah he played um yeah he played like this angel character and uh he was there there's like a few famous people and they and like oh it was mainly girls that bought tickets to it and it was like this man this major fan thing like he had like the 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 gold the gold like ticket holders who actually got to sit down with all <laughs> the actors and like have have like uh drinks and like cheese and a cheese board and yeah just and food and whatever and then like and then afterwards i would go to karaoke in one of the big rooms and like all people would jump up and sing karaoke with this, <laughs> this massive party and i was like this is crazy like what a crazy <laughs> and that was what when you just started like a couple of weeks in yeah it was like a couple of months in but they did it yearly yeah and so like every year we would see them and it was yeah, kind of it was so strange to kind of like Supernatural was always in my life in such a weird way. Like <laughs> I've watched it with my dad. Then it became like a bonding thing with like a friend of mine. And then I ended up serving food to them. Like it was just so strange. And yeah. then, I, and then like, I was thinking to myself, must be such a, like a, a weird life to kind of like go from state to state to do these parties with so like show that you used to do for like, yeah, they were still, they're still part of the show. Yeah. It wasn't the main actors and whatever, but like, yeah, these to go around and like, yeah, it's like what a weird existence it must have yeah. been. Like, and yeah, Supernatural was such like a. It was big. It, it was took big. up a lot of their time, like the whole cast and the whole production team and everything. Like they had to be working on that almost yearly. Like I remember, um, the actor was saying that he would he had like a wife and a kid, right? And he would say that he would rarely see them because he would be with them for like two months, and then for ten months of the year he was shooting in Vancouver. So he would have to fly up there and he had like this little apartment that he stayed at whenever he was shooting there and they would come up whenever they could to see him. But of course he's, you know, shooting a show. So it's like you have no time for other stuff. And then you got to think of all the press and you got to think of all the publicity that you've got to go and do. And it's like yeah. doing a show like that on such it's, a big scale is just crazy. Cause what? how many episodes per season? Oh, there's a few. I don't, I mean, I don't know. 25 like, to 30. Yeah. It's like 20, I think. That's why shows now are like 10 episodes because it stops people from having to be torn away from their family and friends and stuff. It's such a crazy existence. And I couldn't imagine doing it. They're like an hour long or like the episodes are 38 to 45 minutes, which yeah. would add breaks with ad breaks in it. And it's like, yeah, know, it's like an hour. hour, but you know, I think some of those actors on the show actually married. Um, I know. Above, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like Jared Padalecki or Jensen Ackles. One of them, they were, their wife was in the show. Yeah. I think it was Jared Padalecki. I think yeah. his wife's in the show with them so yeah you know it becomes your life and then your life sprout sprouts from the show do you know what I mean mm. so yeah it was yeah it was a great show I loved it it was so dark and then I mean it was good it was good to me while I was in it I think afterwards yeah it became a bit a bit monotonous for me I, I had to do, I had to find something else to kind of cure my horror addiction <laughs> but um yeah no it was great and it was just it's, it's so weird how that show like kind of intertwined with my life in, yeah. in weird ways those those 
those like VIP nights with the Supernatural guys are so strange. Like it was, <laughs> it was like so odd just to watch these guys like karaoke with these women and like it was all it was mainly just women like that. and I, I don't know I felt like it was just like some like picking up thing for the guys. I felt yeah. like that's what it yeah, was. Let's, like, keep, let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing these. That's events. what it felt like, like a events. little bit. Like we were like matchmaking with the people from the show to like the thing, but like you know some people like they were like diehard fans. Like they would dress up in like the fucking like horror get up from the show and like some certain characters and like yeah, it was weird it was so strange and then i'm thinking to myself like the, the, do you reckon like the guys from the show actually care as much as the fans do because the fans definitely care a lot more i think um like yeah you know it's one of those things it's like you know in episode 34 when you carry the dagger and you slice his throat but then the dagger didn't work in episode 38 why didn't that happen the kind of thing yeah <laughs> that was the kind of questions you would hear and i'm like and they're like the uh, yeah, i don't do- know <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a show <laughs> suspend some disbelief i mean we're dealing with vampires and shit <laughs> but um yeah no that was always like I-, I always thought about that a lot when i was watching it like thinking did the fans just care more um and I'm sure like the actors care too, but at the end of the day, it is a it is a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not your life, even though it takes up a lot a lot of part of your life. And I'm sure like they know a lot about it, but probably more interested in like the the production of it rather than the actual goings on within the show, the storyline and stuff. Yeah, exactly. There was also one episode of Supernatural when there was like a guy who like was like a shapeshifter. And like, you know, t- it typically in my memory anyway, of shapeshifting is like you just change, like mystique in X-Men, right? But mm. in Supernatural, it was like a full-on body transformation. Like he was shedded skin, and like his nails would come out and like Gross. it was kind of <laughs> rank. Yeah. It was like, and there was one bit where like they're walking trying to find the shapeshifter down in this tunnel. And like they pick up his skin and the guy's like, oh, that is gross. <laughs> like, it's pretty rank. Yeah. It was such a good show. I love that show. Love That's that show disgusting. a lot. Maybe I watched yeah. the, I actually did have a bit of a revival of it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like about two years ago. I got through the first season because that's all I wanted to watch. I wanted <laughs> to have that. <laughs> that was about it. But yeah, um, anyways, let's move on to what other people recommended as their nostalgic show. And thank you yeah. so much for all the recommendations again. Um, so do you want to take the first one? Yeah. So from Nerd Cram, uh, interesting name, Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Ball. Not Dragon Ball Z specifically. Dragon <laughs> Just Ball. Dragon Ball. <laughs> that one. No. Um, yeah, no, Dragon Ball Z was like, was pretty was pretty great yeah. when I was a kid. I remember similar to you when you were watching Recess when before you were going to school, there was a show called, I don't know if you probably remember it, but there was a show called Cheese TV. Mm. And it had all like the kind of had Sailor Moon, had like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and Digimon had all those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh we used to watch Dragon Ball Z on there. I never really understood um I never understood it because I think I was just a bit too young, but I loved yeah. it. Like I remember just watching it all the time. I used to like, you know ta- what Tarzos are? Tarzos are like the little, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they used to have, we used to collect the um the Dragon Ball Z Tarzos. Oh, and I actually okay. have a really great story of like this time when I, um, I think I was in like year one, and um we used to like trade Tarzos, and I had this really cool one of one of like the android guys in it, and um, and I gave it to this kid, and then like he he left for the day, and I saw him put it inside like underneath his desk, like we had those flip up desks, and he put it in his desk, and then I like. I saw him leave like to go home and I came back in because I used to do after school care and I came back into the into the um into the room and I went under his desk and I took it back. Oh my god. I just wanted it. It was so good. <laughs> but I had my one and also had his and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't condone stealing, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, Dragon Ball Z was gone. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like Dragon Ball Z is one of those shows where it wasn't one that kids fell in love with and then yeah. stopped watching as they got older. It was one that kids fell in love with and kept watching and still watch to this day. Mm. It feels like Dragon Ball Z is that type of show where you never get over it. Sometimes like a lot like of the people I know that like it are just religious followers of yeah. Dragon Ball Z. I sometimes feel like it's a bit underappreciated. Like, I think if I if I went to watch it now, I think I would love it. Mm. Like, I think just from looking at it and like the and anime is just so cool. I've always wanted to get into anime. It's just something I, I've always wanted to get into, but I just haven't found like the urge, the push to really do it. But I'm really like right now, like the it's it's the highest it's ever been for me to get back into it. Like, I just really, <laughs> really want to watch yeah. it. Um. Because it just looks so rich, like the animation is so rich and the characters, mm. and it goes for such a long time. And and then you also got like the games that come from it, and especially with Dragon Ball Z, it was always cool. And like yeah, like Vegeta, maybe he was being. Yeah. I remember I had this toy of um the character Cell. I think his name is. He's like a bad guy. He was sick. It was so cool. It was like bald. He kind of looked like I don't know what he looked like. It just looked cool. Like he was like, <laughs> and like yeah, and was it the main guy's name? Goku, Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saiyan. That, that was cool when you go Super Saiyan. Yeah, that was pretty boss. <laughs> and like uh what's the other guy is that a guy called margin boo in it i think he's name. like he's like pink kind of looks like gum yeah um, <laughs> oh what's his name is, i'm pretty sure it's margin boo. boo boo it is boo it is um dragon ball z cast yeah, margin boo he looks like gum. Yeah, i remember boo yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he was cool yeah i remember him being cool and like the bald kid with like the fucking dots in his head yeah. <laughs> dots in his head i don't know what his name was but he was cool um yeah it was such a sick it's a sick show it's really cool yeah. like animation wise and the games look sick and there's one called um dragon ball dragon ball z kakarot i think it's called and you can actually like it's like a bit more of like an open world environment and you can be like a dragon ball z character i think you're goku and you can like fly and shit oh that looks so sick looks so yeah. sick. they should do a game where like you can be um a dragon you can make your own dragon ball z character and it's like an open world kind of similar to like no man's sky or something you can go like different planets and shit mm-hmm. that would be cool like if you get to customize like make your own character would be cool but yeah, that yeah. Would be. but anyways moving on next one we have john d robinson said mm. the wonder years og version because there's a new one that's coming yeah out. yeah of course og the wonder years but the, the new one's supposed to be pretty good yeah um I remember, yeah, I remember the Wonder Years. Have you ever watched the Wonder Years? Yeah, I did when I was a kid. It was yeah. on, what channel was it? I never watched it, obviously, majority of my youth and overseas. I never watched the Wonder Years overseas, but I remember there was a- um, It's like TV Hits or something it was called. It was a channel here in Australia. When yeah. we'd come back for a few months at a time during the summer break overseas, I would be watching it in the morning. I remember It was that. on the same channel that had Seinfeld. It was called like TV Hits 1 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. They had like, yeah, they had the Wonder Years, Seinfeld, Malcolm in the Middle, yeah. Seventh Heaven, like all of those type of, sh- type of shows um, that they would play j- during the day. And I remember watching it then. But yeah, it was yeah. a good show. Yeah, it had that cool like, what would you do if I sang yeah. out of tune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you stand out or walk out on me? <laughs> like get that, get a little help, get a little help from my friends. Yeah, I remember Lu- like our sister Luana, she loved that show. Really? Yeah, there's actually a really cool conspiracy theory with that show that one of the characters in it, can't remember who, what his name is, is actually Marilyn Manson. Like he, he, Marilyn Manson played that kid. In the show, uh, and then he grew up and became Alan Manson. It's not true, but that was like uh, conspiracy theory. Well, like, because they look similar or something. Like that. I, like it. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but that's a kind of show that's very, that plays a nostalgia. Like, that's an actual nostalgic show because it was made in like the 80s or 90s, or whatever. But it's like, yeah. 
for like the sixties or whenever it came mm. out. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, like yeah, that's kind of that, like a a WandaVision type situation. Yeah, kind of similar in, in yeah. a sense. Like, it, yeah. I guess, like, yeah, I guess that that's playing to kind of more tropes on- of TV where this yeah. is playing with the yeah. actual um nostalgia. But yeah. yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's, it was a good show. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, it's been I'd be so eager to see the new one. I think it's gone to like a bit of like uh, I think it's like with the Black Family now. I'm not sure if the songs the sh- same, but I think you kind of have to keep the song because that's yeah. all I remember from the show is the song. They had the cool version of of I get by with a little yeah the Joe Cocker yeah. version, like the more popular version yeah. of the song. Yeah, because that Ringo song, the Ringo version is like cool. It sounds so oh, like "What would you do if I sang it too?" <laughs> That's a bit more Bob Dylan, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like, I know it sounds a bit more bouncy, where the other one's a bit more like heartfelt and like, yeah, it goes to more of like a roller coaster. Yeah, it's the, yeah, uh, definitely the best song that Ringo ever wrote for sure. Hmm, definitely. Better than fucking Octopus's Garden. Get that That's a shit good song. Out of here. <laughs> That's a good song. Octopus no, Garden. Man. Yellow Submarine. Ah. Oh. He's a good writer. Mm. He's a great songwriter. Anyways, moving on. You want to take the next one? Oh, yeah. I like this one. Vince.Riviera15. Rivera. Said, Is it Riviera or just Rivera? Rivera. Rivera. Yeah. Sorry for that, Vince. Um, it said Smallville, mm. which is, I remember, similar to Supernatural, the way I got introduced to that is yeah. that, we, yeah, he bought, I think he yeah. bought like the box, he bought the box set of the yeah. first four seasons or something yeah. or other. Um, in Beijing, legally, of course. <laughs> Again, <charge>. yeah. <laughs> Very strong in the legal. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was such a great show. So cool. Oh, I love it. I think it's but... one of the best incarnations of Superman. Easy. Mm, for um, sure. What I liked about it too was looking back on it now, the effects don't look that great. But during the time, it was like revolutionary for a TV show to have those kind of effects, like the laser beams yeah. and the massive explosions of a car. Like they weren't, yeah. do- and like when he would run fast, like they didn't do those kind of effects back then in shows. Mm-hmm. And it was so revolutionary. You go back and look now and you're like, yeah, this is, I could draw that. But like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, oh, I, I love that show. And yeah, I, it was so cool. I still go back to this day and rewatch it. Like maybe once, Every yeah. two years, I'll I think I'm gonna have to go what, back and watch it because I've I've been meaning to go back to watch yeah. it. Like, and we do we do that a lot. We always go back and watch yeah old shows like you know <laughs> Seinfeld is definitely, yeah. but that's that's something that we've just grown up with Seinfeld. So we just always watch that, and that's a show we'll always watch and we'll never get tired of. Yeah. Um. Whereas like something like the OCs, like we watch it, then we stop, and then we go back and watch it again. Watch it. Yeah. And same with like Smallville and a little bit with Supernatural. Like that's what we do a lot. We definitely go yeah. back to watch those the shows that are nostalgic to us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I was thinking about that today, like, you know, that, that was like the only thing we could do in Beijing, really. Is what that, do you mean? Like, is watch movies. Like, we were, we were kind of stuck in an area where we weren't stuck. We lived in an area where there wasn't not much English going on. Like, no, the, first time, yeah. the first time we lived there, you know, there's not, there's not much we could have done. Yeah. Um, and we were, like, young, so we couldn't when really we go out. When we first moved there, there weren't, any, there weren't many Westerners. It was only yeah, exactly. us, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But more specifically in the way, in the area that we lived in. Yeah. So, like, there weren't Westerners. Is that we just lived But far, they lived in an area where there were all Westerners. We lived in the area where it was all Chinese people. Yeah, exactly. So, we couldn't just go out and, like, interact with people. Like, sometimes we talk, could, yeah. but it was, it was, like, there was always the language barrier. Mm-hmm. So, most of the time, and I think that's definitely where it all started for, like, me in terms of watching yeah. movies. We was just... It was always exciting to go down to the DVD place and buy like 
all the DVDs and mm-hmm. they're super cheap. So you just buy heaps and then you just watch them yeah. like crazy. And that's how we were. That's definitely how like my love of things that, started. That could work for you. For me, I actually know for a fact where mine started. And that was because we were living overseas so much and moving different countries and obviously flying back to Australia to visit family and whatever. Mm. We would always be on airplanes. Yeah. Like I can't sleep on an airplane. Like I just can't do it. And so I would just watch movies the whole time on a plane. And there's something about like that quiet space Mm. from a young age where there's nothing going on. No one's talking to you. It's really quiet. And you're just watching a movie and you'd watch like four back to back. Yeah. And I just like, I think that's what got me in love with movies. So it's like not living in the country, but flying back and forth and always yeah. watching movies on the plane. That's what got me yeah. into Norman yeah. cinema. Movies, the, the movies on planes were always better. Like they always had like the, the new releases and you're just like, yeah. oh, can't wait to watch this movie. It hasn't even come out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would somehow like um, the good airlines would somehow get a movie that like hadn't been released in Australia yet. Or like it had flying. been released, but it hadn't been released on like DVD yet. You know, there yeah, was a long yeah, time yeah. it hadn't come out. So yeah. Um, yeah, that was always sick. But back to Smallville, yeah, it, you know, similar to Supernatural, always all it it had the um that monster of the week kind of thing where it was like each episode was was different each week, but also had like the kind of overarching thing. And just watching him develop his powers was sick. Yeah, I mean, kind of similar to Supernatural in the same sense as well that you kind of watch it up until a point. I know for me anyway that I, I watched watch the whole thing. See, I never watched the whole thing. I just I watched probably up a bit till he met like Lois Lane. Yeah, because I was always like, up to like Lang. six or season seven or something. Yeah. Whereas like, I, I did watch through to season ten or nine. I think ten is where they stopped. And yeah, I, I just love, yeah, just love Lana Lang. Oh God, what a glamour! <laughs> what a glamour! <laughs> you know I mean? She was an absolute glamour. Yeah, but she had a, a a prick of a boyfriend. Yeah, but he went. Didn't he go to like the army or something? Yeah, he ends up joining the <laughs> army. Yeah. Yeah, what about football scholarship? Isn't the girl from that the? The, the the girl that was his friend in like a cult or something now. Yeah, so that's a crazy story. Um, the girl who plays Chloe, what's her name? Um, get it up. Her name. It's like Ashley something, isn't it? Or something. It's. I know it starts with an A. What was her name? Allison Mack. Allison Mack. That's yeah. it. Allison Mackey or just Mack? No, Allison Mack. Yeah, yeah, so she was a part of this weird, like, sex cult. cult, (laughs) And she was trying to lure people in. And actually, Michael Rosenbaum said that she once mentioned something on set of, like, yeah, I've joined, like, this really cool, like, kind of group and whatever. We do this and this and, like, you guys should come down. And at the time, he was, like, he was, like, me and Tom Welling, who played Clark Kent. We were a bit older than her at the time, so we kind yeah. of stuck to each other. Like, we were kind of the best friends, um, where the others were sort of younger. So he was, like, I heard her mention it, but I wasn't going to go. I thought it was just, like, you know, some, like, positive thinking group or, like, yeah. some sort of, um, uh, what's the singing Christian one? Well, like, Harry um, Krishnas or something? No, no, no. Like, what Justin Bieber is and stuff. A Baptist or Be- Pentecostal? I don't know. No, they do like more singing. And- oh, Hillsong. Hillsong, yeah. <laughs> was like, I thought it was some sort of Hillsong thing or whatever. And then like ten, five years later, you find out she's part of this sex cult luring people in and oh, Yeah, she's, she got charged with sex trafficking, sex trafficking, conspiracy and forced labour. She's like guilty to racketeering charges and sentenced to three years in prison. Oh <laughs> always, my goodness. You know, that always happens. Like there's always like that bloke on set like there's always like there's like, always that always guy like, on set who's involved in it. Fidelio. That's always weird though. That's always weird. You know, and there's always and you always find out like it's like whatever happened. Always with those whatever happened specials. Yeah. Like, and it's like this person like got addicted to drugs and is now living. Yeah. In a fucking- like Orlando Brown from uh from yeah. 
that's so Raven. You know what's cool about um actually one of the the things I really liked, and you just brought up Michael Rosenbaum as well, is, is that I think he's the best, the best Lex Luthor, Luthor ever. ever. Easy. And I think the relationship between him and and Clark Kent mm. was the best I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um because I know I always felt like Lex Luthor was never able to beat like I, I know that he's a human, but like he was never able to be, or like he never felt dangerous in yeah. the movies. But I feel like in Small World, you got to understand their friendship, but you also got to feel like his danger. Yeah, and the reasons why he did it, like his dad was always like possessive and, and like kind of strange and whatever. Power too, because he's yeah. so wealthy and owns so much. He has a lot of power, and you actually feel that in Smallville. And because they're kind of involved. similar ages, it also felt like mm. they were kind of on, like on par with each other. Yeah, even though, like Lex Luthor doesn't have any powers. In, in the movies, like, he just feels older and doesn't feel And like they were dangerous. friends and, like, yeah. as Clark Kent was developing his powers and kind of going into the superhero and kind of transitioning to that, you could see Lex Luthor also transitioning into, like, having more second thoughts about Clark, looking more in-depth into things, and they kind of, like, drifted away. Yeah. Still fighting for a friendship. So it was, like, it was a really cool dynamic. But it's funny um, watching that show and, like, don't you think Lex Luthor in that show... Clark will just walk in and be like, hi, Lex. And he'll be like, have you ever heard about the sword from Burma? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like weird things were yeah. there. <laughs> and he'll be like, he'll be like holding some like chalice. And he's like, it is said that this chalice was kept as a, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Do you want to go get coffee? Did you hear about the bombings? <laughs> it's like, what? He was an intelligent man, Lex. Intelligent man. I- yeah, like yeah, and I, I liked his kind of obsession with Clark. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I, yeah, I definitely feel like he was easily the best Lex Luthor, and I don't think that ever gets brought up enough. I think it's definitely no. underrated performance in in those kind of shows. Anyway, like yeah. in a superhero show, as a villain, he's definitely up there. Yeah. But it's not even like a villain. Like he, it's so, it's done in such a way that it's so blurred. It's kind you know of like I mean? you know how you have the um, like vigilantes who are like the superheroes. Yeah. He's sort of like a vigilante villain. Like an anti-hero almost. kind of thing. Yeah, but he, yeah. he's sort of like an anti-hero, but anti-villain sort of. It's a weird combination. Yeah, like he's in the middle. Like he's yeah. conflicted. Yeah. Just very he's, conflicted, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's like a great performance. And oh, amazing. I noticed that you always tag him. You always hashtag him in our video. And I think, yeah, because he has a good podcast and it hashtags well on the on the uh, podcast. Yeah, you've always been saying he's, he's got a good podcast. He's, yeah. he's got a good podcast. Yeah, he gets good guests on there. He gets um like heaps of good actors and stuff from heaps of different things. He's got heaps of good connections in the industry, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good podcast. Check that out. But anyways, moving on, we've got Bushmaster 2.1. I'm currently re-watching The X-Files, as John yeah. talked about just before, and Seinfeld. And Star Trek, Star Trek the new generation. Star Trek, new generation. Seinfeld, uh, I watched a little bit of The X-Files growing up, but Seinfeld, of course, is like my show. Like that is the best show in the world. I'm going back to the Seinfeld Cafe in like two months, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> I urge you to watch X-Files. Like yeah. I think like when I was a kid, I mean, it's definitely dated now, but I watched a... Like I used to watch that when I was a kid a lot with dad because the dad's obsessed with that kind of mm. stuff. Like he loves those kind of old shows and monsters and whatever. Mm. And um, but like I, I think like last year or two years ago, I, I kind of for whatever reason I got this kind of urge to watch um science. I can't remember what I was watching. I think I was watching like a Watch Mojo thing, and it was like top oh, ten yeah. dark episodes of like TV shows. And one of these episodes came up for X Files, and it's called Home. 
and it was insanely controversial at the time when it got released because it was really dark and it's really um kind of like perverse and it's about like incest and stuff it's really weird <laughs> like yeah but it was really scary and i remember i watched it like i turned out all the lights and i was at home and i was watched it and i was like creeped out by it i was like it was insanely <laughs> creepy um but it was really good it was great and i i think david duchovny the guy plays Mulder. yeah and um gillian anderson or um gillian anderson um they're definitely like the two best actors to ever come from tv and like to have continuous careers, like Gillian Anderson is in sex, th- uh, sex education. She was in Hannibal. She's mm-hmm. in The Crown. She's won like multiple Golden Globes. Like she's yeah. a really decorated actress. And David Duchovny was in Californication. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great show too. That's like a that's really, a really good show. you know, yeah. generally when people have like the hits on the shows when they go to do other shows, it never really succeeds. But yeah. they are like really good actors. Like they, yeah, especially Gillian Anderson. I think she's she's really underrated. Like. I watched when I watched Hannibal, um, which I highly recommend. It's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Mm. Um, she would she killed it in that show. She's she plays like ther- therapist to like she plays Hannibal's therapist, which is interesting because Hannibal's a therapist himself. But like, yeah, it was just like she's great in that. She's great in sex 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 education. Keep, yeah. keep thinking it's sex therapy, but it's sex education. <laughs> That's why I'm like tripping up on it. They have they have a, a sex therapy thing in sex. Well, therapy. she's a sex therapist. Yeah, sex yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why it's tripping me up about yeah. it. But um, yeah, no, she's she's great in that. She's really funny, and she does so many different. She can do so many different things, and I think she's just a gorgeous looking lady too. Like mm. she's absolutely beautiful, like stunningly attractive. Yeah, <laughs> not to be weird. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, no, she's she's great. X Files is a great show too. Like similar, yeah, Monster of the Week kind of thing, and and the movies are half all right. Um, I don't think X Files movies that don't get enough credit. I think they're actually pretty interesting. They just, I mean, if you like the shows, you'll like the they'll like the movies. And they and they revamped it a few years back too. I think mm. the X Files, which I haven't watched, I didn't watch that. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, maybe show. when I have children, I will let them watch the X Files <laughs> and scare them. But um, yeah, Seinfeld is is probably our favorite. Would you yeah. say it's our favorite show? That's my favorite show of all time. Yeah, yeah. I would say there so too. I think there isn't a show that can beat that for like writing, premise, humor characters casting as well like the casting is just but there is no one on this world who can play kramer better than the guy who played kramer michael richards michael richards elaine better than yeah so you then julie louise driver so like no one is better than those actors for those roles like it is just insane i love it and i love how like it's not really about one of them it's all it's about all of them Mm. like they're all so equally balanced yeah and and they're just all so and like you they're all so different. Like, like you said, none, none of them can kind of play. No yeah. one else could play those characters. Like, they're so different. And this, the types of humor that they do, like Michael Richards is so good at that kind of slapstick thing. Mm. But, like, it works. Say, they, they cover all humor bases in yeah. the characters. So it's just perfect. Like, you have Jerry, who's there as, like, the sort of normal sarcastic. guy. Yeah. <laughs> the normal guy, and he's looking at all these weirdos and being sarcastic yeah. about it. Then you have the slapstick humor through Michael Richards. Then you have, like, Julie Louise Dreyfus with, like, really funny one line she's crazy like and she's crazy lunatic. and then you have george costanza who's it's just like fucking... who, who's like delusional and that's funny because he thinks yeah, it's not a lie if you believe it <laughs> yeah exactly so it's just i oh. who would you say is your favorite character out of them oh costanza i think george yeah. costanza is the best <laughs> sitcom character ever written yeah he's pretty funny i think a lot of comedians even say that like i think they would back me up on that point what's your george favorite costanza george costanza moment in Seinfeld. Oh, so many. Um, 
Four, only because I've been thinking there. about it. Only because I said it yesterday. Yeah. To Dylan, I think it's Jerkstorm. Jerkstorm. Jerkstorm's good. You know what I like? <laughs> Jerkstorm's hilarious. I like the um the, the whale bit's pretty funny when he pulls whale's up. Whale's funny. Like, yeah. Easy, big fella. But, um, the sea was angry said, that day, my friends. I stared in the eye of the great fish, yeah. mammal, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But he um, I like the episode where he just pretends to be really stressed and like always tired, and also has his car parked. Oh yeah, the car doesn't work. So is and so he doesn't leave. So the boss always no, he leaves. lost his he locked his keys he locked in the his car. Key, whatever, yeah. yeah. And the boss um Steinbrenner he, he's there early <laughs> and leaving late. Yeah. And so and then whenever he walks past him, he's always like, like like he's yeah. working hard, but he's doing nothing. Or even the uh the, the, they, they crash the car. <laughs> yeah. Because of the woman in the bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh um the What's that one? Oh, I remember I the first remember. episode I ever watched was the Chinese woman episode. Oh, that's the first episode I remember watching. Was, Donna um, Chang. Donna Chang. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did you just say the rhymes? The rhymes across. <laughs> she's like, the lines across. <laughs> that's so funny. And then he's like, Jerry then's like, you know, you're not Asian. <laughs> and then what, like, uh, George's parents are getting divorced. And then George's mom, mother ends up talking to Donna. And, and she thinks she's getting this advice from a Chinese woman. And then, yeah, yeah. And then she ends up meeting her. And she's like, I thought I was getting advice from a Chinese lady. <laughs> I like the Penske episode as well. The Penske file. You're yeah. not Penske material. I love you know I'm that I'm Penske material. I'm Penske material. Ta-ta. tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, George is definitely the fun. And like his little mannerisms, like when he like yeah. chuckles and like when he sniffs. Yeah. That sniffing thing. Like if, if anyone, any listener ever meets us one day that and meets our dad. Yeah, that's like that the biggest the thing that he does. Yeah. Like the, our dad is a combination of all those characters. I yeah, he's watched the Probably. show way too much. There's actually a funny story about Seinfeld of when mum was pregnant with me and she was actually going into labor. And so she's, um, she, <laughs> she's she said going you're not into material. And no, and she's like in pain and what, as you would be. And while she's in pain, dad's not even with her or looking at it. He's over in the corner watching Seinfeld with headphones on and she hears him going <laughs> while she's giving birth and she's in pain. He's going <laughs> to George Costanza like, oh, he loves that show. Yeah, he loves it. It's a great show. And like, I never understood the rivalry between Seinfeld and Friends because Seinfeld is easily the better show. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like people, if you say oh, Friends is so much better, I'm like, Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Like it even won on the ratings, like on the um on the amount of people that watched it and money made during the decade of the 90s. It it beat Friends just, like but it beat them. But it's just like I don't know. It, it just feels smarter. I, mm. I love the. I think maybe because it's like a. I think Friends probably caters to like a probably more adolescent um yeah. group, whereas like Seinfeld's probably a bit more older. Yeah, but the like humor. I think just. The humor is just different. I think the humor for Seinfeld is definitely that, like, it seeped into my own humor. Yeah. Really, like, I, I love that, like, kind of, like, I don't know, sarcastic. But, like, it's so stupid as well. Like, yeah, all the episodes are so fucking far-fetched. And it's so ridiculous how, like, each episode, Jerry and George have different girlfriends that are, like, totally out of their league. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's hilarious. And even Kramer. It's like, it's, like, he has girlfriends. And, like, he wears the jacket. He thinks the jacket gets some girls and, like, yeah, mm. no, such a great show. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. under not underrated. It's definitely rated. Uh, yeah, yeah it's great. I love that show. So, I haven't seen Star Trek: uh, The New Generation. Just to touch yeah. on that quickly, yeah, I'm, 
Um, Me either. I think I've always lent to more being like a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan. But I think now I'm leaning towards Star Trek, specifically the new movies more than I am um, Star Wars. I feel like I've been burnt by Star Wars a little bit, Mm. especially with The Rise of Skywalker. I think that's definitely like hurt me. I think The Mandalorian is has patched things up a little bit because I think The Mandalorian's a great show. And they had to use The Mandalorian um, to patch things up too. because Yeah, they, they and I'm excited good. for the book of Boba Fett. I think that looks really good. Um, but, yeah, no, Star Wars has hurt me a little bit. I think, mm. yeah, Rise of Skywalker hurt me. The prequels hurt me a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, wasn't I, don't know, I just feel burned. Was, <laughs> I, feel yeah. like, I actually feel like hurt by Star Wars. it. I just feel like I've been treated like just... Dude, I know we're supposed to talk about Star Trek, but Star Wars, I just feel like I've been treated like an idiot, especially with Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that they were making me out to be an idiot and yeah. like trying to like cater down to me. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> At least I hope I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Star Trek is probably a bit more interesting, I think, in terms of the fact that they actually go to different planets and um, yeah, they just, they, I know it feels probably more adventurous. Then Star mm. Wars, I think Star Wars is a bit more kind of contained, whereas like Star Trek feels like it's a bit more like epic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. I said. Star Trek feels more epic. I can't remember if I said Star Wars was more epic, but yeah, Star Trek feels more epic to me anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So thanks for everyone that did send in a recommendation. We really, really appreciate it. And all the engagement we get, we're honestly so blown away and really, really love it. So thank you so much once again to everyone who sent in the recommendation. If you do want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Flickers Podcast, on Twitter at Flickers Podcast, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Flickers Podcast, and that would be greatly appreciated. And all of that will be down below as well. And also, if you got to the end of the episode and you liked it, then please leave a review and let us know what your thoughts were. We really, really appreciate that too. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jesse. Have a nice day.